Howdy. This is Vosh. You may know me from the YouTube channel, Vosh, where I livestream. Most of it's garbage, but sometimes the good bits get uploaded here. This is previously live. No matter what the content of this video ends up being, okay? Let the title of the video be known as How the Left Helped Make Andrew Tate Popular. I saw this tweet. I, I, know, I know we've all done this discourse, but I can't get over this stuff, man. Look at this. Men don't fall down the alt-right MRA pipeline because the left isn't doing good enough outreach. They choose to subscribe to fascist ideology. Yeah, read that again. They choose to subscribe to fascist ideology because they have an investment in maintaining their position in the social hierarchy and the liberation of other groups that threaten that. He are we leftists or are we leftists? Do we believe in socioeconomics like as a concept? Uh, yeah, dude, everyone who subscribes to a reactionary ideology chooses to subscribe because they're consciously invested in maintaining power. Yeah, dude, things like anxiety and fear monger. If that was the case, why are anxiety, fear, and disgust the most common emotions associated with reactionary politics? If it's anxiety, if, if, if this was the case, then it would just be some like cold Machiavellian power bit. Um, obviously, I, I, it's, it's, it's so shockingly ignorant that it's actually disgusting to me. This had 10K likes, by the way. It's so disgusting to me like that, that this is propagated. It's genuinely destructive. It's a psyop. We are being infiltrated by these, I don't know, misandrists? Their hatred for men clearly overwhelms their ability to engage in critical analysis, you know. It's really disgusting. I, I like, again, to iterate what you can see right here, okay? 12 year old white boys on Twitch don't, do, do not willingly join fascism as some sort of like hand, like, you know, <laughs> scheme to go like, ah, yes, I'm 12 and I understand that I'm of the privileged group and I want to maintain that by subscribing to a, a, an ideology of state domination and, and, and ethnic suppression. What? They don't know what any of that means. Dude, honest to God, go talk to a 12-year-old boy. They don't know what male privilege is. Seriously, I feel like very few, like if you talk to any 12-year-old, very few would even like know like anything about privilege and, and who gets it and who doesn't, right? I think you tend to learn that stuff younger when you're black because if you're a black kid, you get to talk from your parents about like the police and stuff. But in terms of, like, men and women, even in reactionary families, it's usually, like, they don't think of the men as privileged over the women. They think of, like, men and women occupying different roles. But a 12-year-old wouldn't interpret that as, ah, yes, I want to maintain my social privilege. That doesn't happen. That's not how that works. That's ridiculous. That's an insane way of thinking. All right, anyway, Big Joel, I love you. We're going to be so soft in Big Joel, okay? I'm putting on gloves and I'm putting gloves on over those gloves, and I'm dunking my gloves in those big wax vats they have in the library in Dark Souls 3, and then I'm dipping those wax hands into lotion, and then I am uh, 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 putting both of my lotioned-up wax hands in uh, a cotton candy machine. So they are getting sort of woven around with uh, cotton candy, and now I just have two gigantic, like, orbs for hands. And now I'm ready to watch this six-minute video. Because I like 
Joel. It's quite late, uh, but there's a tweet that I really wanted to talk about, so I'm going to oh, no. do that now. So there's this tweet by this guy named Sid uh, that goes as follows. The reason young men flock to alt-right MRA movements is because the left gives brain-dead advice to young men. We need to be more compassionate to them for our own sake. Okay. I want to be clear about something, by the way, and I, I want to... I understand that Twitter doesn't give a lot of room for nuance. I agree with this tweet. I want to add to it, okay? I want to I want to flush it out a little bit. So my issue with the left isn't so much that they give brain-dead advice. It's more like the left doesn't the left doesn't care to give much of any advice to young men specific to issues that matter to young men. It may seem it may, it may seem kind of like trivial, but I'm talking about like masculinity, dating, that kind of stuff. Uh, the like stuff like that is really important to young men. If that like bothers you, if if it's frustrating that young guys are kind of like fixated on that, I'm sorry. That's literally just life, okay? And and the left just doesn't see these issues as worthwhile, which is a bit frustrating because like there are experiences with like femininity and 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 like youth like like for girls or whatever that the left seems to care a little bit more about because it, it gets under discussed broadly but what you have to understand is that if you want to sell an ideology you can't only talk about the stuff that other parts of society aren't willing to talk about you have to give a holistic social theory that means you have to talk about everything even if every other group in the world has their own opinions on masculinity and like men's dating advice or whatever, you also have to put up for that. You can't just go, oh, well, we want to talk about issues with women or black people because you don't, the left will not succeed if it only contains women or black people. It needs everyone. Everyone needs to work together to liberate society from bad stuff. And I don't think it's so much about compassion. I think it's more about disregard. But no, okay. Yeah, I just want to clarify there. Okay. So this tweet is going wild on my Twitter right now, personally. Like, a lot of people hate it. Some people really, really like it. Bosch is into it, whatever. Personally, the That's me! Tweet doesn't really make me mad at all, uh, because I think the outcome it describes is good. Uh, it's good to be compassionate to men. And if the left can do a better job of that, uh, then that's great. Oh my god. Oh, I fucking love Joel, dude. Oh my god. Oh my god, I, right off the bat, like, the simple acknowledgement that, hey, doing better at things and being nice is good. Oh, thank you. More, more than I normally get in, 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 this, in this discourse. Thank you. Yeah, I, the, the, the recurring line so often with this talk is like, you want to be more sympathetic? Oh, that means you want to be sympathetic to incel ideology. I'm not sympathetic to incel ideology. I'm sympathetic to the horrible feelings that guys have that make them think incels have a point. And that's, those are two totally different things, you know? I'm not sympathetic to, to like, believing Mexicans are stealing your jobs. That's dumb as f I am sympathetic to a guy in the working class who is 24-7, like, subjected to Fox News propaganda about Mexicans stealing their jobs, and this guy can barely afford to pay his mortgage. And the racism, while still a problem, is a manifestation of scapegoating from economic issues. I'm sympathetic to that. I'm sympathetic to like the 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 the, the pre-existing conditions there, you know? 
um and and you should be able to speak to that like you don't you don't have to ad like adopt racism in order to you know to speak to that you can say hey racism is dumb and i want you to know that it's the wrong response to the problems you're seeing you can do that that said i have some problems with this tweet like like a weird amount of problems with this tweet and i just wanted to talk you through them uh, because i find it really interesting the first is, I'm not sure exactly what advice the left is giving to young men that is brain dead. Like, what are people saying? What's going on? Do you guys remember that tweet thread that I did? Or sorry, when I responded to Sid's tweets and some guy responded to me with, I don't understand the issue. I teach my boys everything they need to know. Save the world. Uh, be kind. Or do, do you guys remember that? I, I, I think that turned into like a, a, a mini me say yeah save the planet <laughs> yeah all the advice a young man needs yeah be progressive yeah 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 it's not super helpful to the conversation I think to present the left as a group of people presenting young men terrible advice without getting into the nature of that advice what's actually going on uh, I know a bunch of leftists and I, I agree with this. It is worth noting that there's an imbalance in charity here, right? Like, it's not possible in one or even a few tweets to really dig into, like, the issues men face or the ways in which the left fails them. But people will jump on what Sid tweeted and go like, ah, so you want us to sympathize with Nazis and incels. So, like, there is, like, a total imbalance in, in the amount of, like, work other people seem to be willing to do to, to bridge that gap and, and make that information clear. Not Joel. I'm just saying, like, broadly. It's, it's Twitter, right? And they tend to say just normal shit all day, every day. So I'm not sure uh, what the actual thing is here. Problem number two, uh, maybe this is the obvious one. This tweet here doesn't really account for other extremely important factors at play here, right? For example, what of patriarchy? You know, we've lived in a very, very sexist society for a very long time. Feminism is a recent phenomenon, and so I think it makes sense uh, that people are still attracted to the patriarchy as an idea. Okay. This is kind of a misdirection. We do live in a system that kind of gravitates people towards reactionary ideologies on this, especially men. But when we're talking about what we can do about it, we can't, like, Thanos snap the system out. We kind of have to work within the means of, well, what can our analysis, what can our systems do? Obviously, we live in a sexist system, that's true. I don't think anything Sid said kind of, like, ignored that, though, right? Like, you can say, yeah, we live in a world that has, like, very strong reactionary social pressures that, that move people in that direction, but that doesn't mean that it moves them th through some kind of, like, innate or immaterial process, right? Like, well, how does the patriarchy reach out to men? I would argue that it reaches out to them primarily through insecurity, and we can target that insecurity and get at it and keep men from falling down that road before, <clears throat> or sometimes alongside, these other systems. Like, the patriarchy isn't like a force of the universe, like gravity, that operates invisibly and omnipresently. It happens through interactions that we have the ability to influence and, and, and move in on. So insecurity is one of, like, the big... Male insecurity is one of the big, like, driving elements of fascism. This is one of the reasons why we have this narrative of, like, big dick black guys gonna fuck our white women. That goes back hundreds of years. 
Uh, sometimes when slaves would escape from the antebellum south, when they were caught, uh, they were hanged, of course, but they would be castrated beforehand. Because the idea was that the primal sexual wiles of the black man would lead them to either rape or, or worse, entice white women. Now, obviously, everything that I just said is... F the idea that, like, an escaped slave would... would you, like, uh, like, the first thought that a white guy thinks is like, oh, they're going after white women? What the f*** are you talking about? They just escaped slavery. What the... He's going for a f bath. What the f*** are you talking... He's going to get a... F what are you talking about? He needs to find shoes. His his feet hurt. What do you, what? <laughs> but 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 of the these white guys like sweating profusely are like, "Oh, I bet I bet he's I bet he's going to do the mating press on some white women. I I bet his virile black seed." This is because um one of the ways white supremacy was propagated back in those days was by appealing to white male insecurity, right? But that insecurity is a product of social pressures that we can kind of like intercept, right? Like think about the modern day today. A ton of people who are driven to incel ideology do so because they like, they get kind of like blackpilled by this hypergamy myth. This idea that like, well, nobody's even having sex anymore because all the women are having sex with all the high value men or whatever, which is meant to like make them feel despair because they can't compete or keep up or whatever. Stuff like that. And that's like the black pill, like, oh, if you don't look like six foot five with a 10 inch penis, then you're, you're like that kind of stuff. Those systems of insecurity move people over to incel ideology and thus fascism. But like, can, can the left not do something about that? In my opinion, personally, I think one of the best things the left could do for the world, not for men, okay, but for the world, is understand that if male sexual insecurity is a big part of what drives them towards incel ideology and fascism, maybe we could, like, talk about that? We don't have to cede any ground. There is not a single, like, position that we need to give up on that, you know? It is not a coincidence that if you take a look at conservative propaganda, a ton of it is dedicated towards affirming male sexual insecurity. Seriously. The non-stop talking about how feminism has ruined women, about how this, about how that. Like, it's constant in conservative media. And clearly that's because they're onto something. It's an effective, like, button to press, right? It's an effective switch. You can just chill. You just, I swear to God, man, if the left would just, like, take a deep breath and go, okay, we need to get guys to touch some grass and, like, be chill and not feel crazy and secure about how they are in their masculinity, blah, blah, blah. Like, we would have this in the bag, man. We would have this in the bag. I, look, all I'm saying is, it's not a coincidence that, historically speaking, the most successful leftist movements have had holistic messaging on gender and sexual ideology. Like, seriously, go to the Bolsheviks, go to the Maoists, go to uh, the union trade workers and the anarchists of the early 20th century, there was not this, like, aversion to masculinity or to, like, the promotion of male social spaces. Quite the opposite, because a lot of these movements were pretty sexist because it was 100 years ago. They were at least willing to talk about these issues. I don't know how any of this could have gotten done if there was this, like, tetchy unwillingness to appeal to these very basic drives for political belief. Does Joel even disagree with this? No. Uh, not necessarily. Again, I'm not really trying to disagree with Joel here. I just, I just think this stuff needs to be said, you know? 
are young men flocking to conservative movements because of some uh, deficiency in leftist advice? I absolutely believe that's true. I do. That's obviously not 100% of it, but yeah, I think we're hardcore dropping on the ball on this, and we have for a long time. For, for multiple decades now, the message from everyone outside of the left is that the left hates masculinity, they want to emasculate all men, and uh, 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 they're a bunch of like female supremacist-like weirdos who are too stilted to understand basic social interactions. The consistency of this narrative should give pause to anyone thinking that there's no truth to it at all. Or does it come down more to the fact that they were born in conservative households, told to believe conservative things growing up? You know, who are- Well, what if we told them to believe other things? I mean, we can't rewrite reality here, obviously. We can't, like, warp time to make it so everyone only gets left messaging, but we can do our- we can do our part. Who are Andrew Tate's major fans, uh, and who are their parents? Who did their parents vote for in the last election? I, this is, this is a question without an answer. I don't like this. Whoever their parents are, that doesn't mean more can't be done. Also, by the way, worth pointing out, Andrew Tate's fans are like incredibly insecure, young, mostly white, but not necessarily white guys. I would be willing to bet that there are tons of Andrew Tate fans with liberal parents. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to descend into essentialism here. I, I don't want to like, it's, it's like, ah, well, we couldn't have done anything. Yes, you could have. We always can. We always can. Never tell yourself like, oh, this was predetermined. No, we can always try harder. People do like, do believe in an ideology uh, that calls for suppressing others, suppressing women in particular. And so um, that's something we should think about here. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't, I don't really think people gravitate towards reactionary ideologies because they like suppressing others. I think that's kind of reductive. I think that people have very strong fear and anxiety responses that get preyed upon by reactionary movements. And one, like, because if that was the, if, the, if this was the case, misogynists would not have to constantly promote their ideology through the promotion of anxiety. And the fact that they have to go through anxiety means they're trying to prompt a defensive response from the person consuming that ideology. The person is manipulated into it. They have to feel like the sexism they're engaging in, it's, it's not an active, determinative thing on their part. It's a reflexive, natural, and unavoidable response to the external threats that they're convinced exist, you know? Um, that's the way fascist movements, like, always propagate they never frame themselves as the as the uh, the attacker there now i don't think they're all like aware of the way this propaganda works you know um and especially if we're talking about andrew tate fans we really think like 12 year old boys on twitch are waking up like yeah dude i love to suppress others my male privilege in this patriarchy is is good and i want more I, that's just i don't i don't i just don't think that's how that happens Maybe for some. Yeah, oh boy, can't wait to oppress women today. Yeah. Okay, fine. Former reactionaries in the chat. Have you ever, when you were reactionary, did you ever, and I, I don't want, I don't want emotes, I want text. Did you ever think of your reactionary tendencies as an active, affirmative desire and interest in the suppression of other groups? Or did you have fears, anxieties, or misconceptions that your reactionary beliefs were meant to assuage in some way? That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. 
Because when I was 12, I wasn't like a hyper woke feminist lord or whatever. And when I was 12, I probably did have some like kind of dumb views about girls, but I never thought I wanted to be better than girls. I just thought like, well, girls do this. So therefore this. like, I, it, I, it was never like, I never felt like I was making a choice. And I don't think a lot of people in reactionary movements do either. You know? Maybe that's one of the most dangerous things the left offers young people, a choice. And that kind of like, that's, that's a little difficult, you know? The fascist messaging is, this is the way the world is, so you have no choice to believe X. And the leftist messaging is like, if you can choose to be better, the world can be like this. And there's nothing wrong with wanting people to be better, but I, I do think we could do a bit more to like, soften the effectiveness of the, the anxiety baiting on the part of the right. Bosch, I went on a date with a dude in college who said he almost got indoctrinated into a cult and only realized when they asked him to cut his hair off and stop talking to women, he dipped after that. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, hey, glad he dipped there. You don't think that the teen boys do see it as a power play over girls? I mean, once people like Andrew Tate got to them? No, I, I, I don't think teen boys are thinking, I have male privilege that I want to promote and preserve. Teen boys who are chauvinists think women have the privilege. For those of you who haven't been a high school boy, for those of you who don't remember, in a lot of social situations in high school, especially if you're not super popular, it feels like women have the privilege. They can make fun of you, you can't make fun of them. They can hit you, you can't hit them. Uh, they get given benefit of the doubt when it comes to misbehavior, you don't. So you think, because again, you're a teenage boy, you're not, a, not an evil Bond villain sociology graduate, um, you think, wow, women have it easier in so many ways. Well, f f them then, you know, whatever. Okay, well, fine. So guys got to do this then. You're not thinking like, ah, yes, of course, these are all, these are all reflexive uh, uh, blowbacks to the nature of patriarchy and the diminishing of female agency. I'm actually the real power holder here. I just don't think that's how it works. There, dude, a lot of people don't want to acknowledge this. A lot of conservatives legitimately believe that white people are the oppressed group these days because black people get affirmative action and you can't say the n-word but white people can be told they're crackers and also we get news stories when cops shoot black people but not as often when they shoot white people at least it feels that way the the the, the belief they have that they're now the, like the oppressed group because of reverse racism that's a real belief you know it doesn't make it right it's not right but it is a real belief that a lot of them have so approaching them by saying stuff like, ah, yes, well, you want to actively increase your power over black people. It makes no sense to them. It makes you sound like you're a lunatic, you know? Also, you know, what of material factors, right? Uh, you know, the cost of living going up and COVID-19 and political disarray. These instabilities also probably contribute uh, to men feeling a certain way. I find this tweet claim- I agree. Hey, you know what one of the big one is? People, guys, can't afford to take girls out on dates. This isn't the case with you, like, woke inner city types or whatever, but in a lot of areas, men are expected to plan the date and pay for the date. And dates are expensive, and people are desperately poor and can barely afford anything. And that does make a lot of guys feel really insecure when it comes to, like, well, can I even date? Like, is this even an option? Can I even afford to, like, hang out with other people, you know? Yeah, like, obviously there are ways to go on free dates, but, like, let's not pretend this isn't a thing people think about, right? Um, but there are things we can do to, like... For, for every real problem, there is the way, like, an Andrew Tate type 
would give an answer and there's the way we might give an answer. They might say like, oh yeah, times are tough because you're not working hard enough and girls only care about money, so you better hit the fucking grindstone. And the left-leaning person could say, yeah, you're a victim of social and economic austerity. In the meantime, do you think there are ways you could find like cheaper like ways to interact with people? Like here are some cool local events you could go to or like here's some stuff you could get into. And in my experience, this or that's nice. That's an answer that's kind, true, effective, does not entail an ideological compromise on our part. And it reaches out in a way, but I've known like a lot of leftists to that, they would be like, why do I have to cater to men's dating? Why do I have to care whether or not these incels are getting pussy? Which is just such a contemptuous and vile way. I'm serious. That's how a lot of them would would react because I've seen them react that way. I've seen that on social media in the past week where they're like, oh, oh kindness, kindness to men? What the f***? Dude. the reason young men flock to alt-right movements uh, very reductive. Third, I, I think this tweet kind of comes with the implication that... I live in the Seattle area. A ton of women here still expect men to pick up the tab and play breadwinner. Self-proclaimed progressives, usually professional managerial class. Look, look, nobody's a perfect progressive, okay? Um, there are guys who are progressive, but they still kind of like the fact that their size and strength makes people give them pause or, or, or take pause around them, right? Like, I speaking as somebody who's like that, okay? On one hand, the idea that men are the sole arbiters of violence in society is a patriarchal one. At the same time, I do like being big and strong. Uh, there are women who are feminist and blah, blah, blah. But like, if you're a chick, you're going to get mad about a guy paying for your meal. I, I can't, you know, like, we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um, it doesn't really track to me because I pay for everything anyway, because... Because if you pick up a leftist on Seattle Tinder, odds are they're making something in the ballpark of one-tenth to one-twentieth what I mean. <laughs> you know, if you pick up a blue hair in, on Seattle Tinder, and, and, and it's it probably, you know, I'll leave them to their rent. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get the coffee. Um, but so I don't, I don't have much experience with, like, arguing over splitting the check. You know who also doesn't? You know who also doesn't have any experience with that? Because everything in his life gets paid for? Ooh, hello. Okay. Right away, huh? Mwah. Something back there that's interesting to you? The back of my... <clears throat> Giving people advice, like self-help advice, is this really important, impactful thing uh, when I just disagree, I don't really think that. Ooh, ooh. Okay, I might, I might directly disagree with what he's saying here. Self-help online advice is all that helpful to people uh, because I think you already know all the advice that anybody on the internet could possibly tell you. If I was asked, okay, mm, uh, uh, mm, I'll let him, I'll let him finish the point. Uh, Big Joel, what advice do you give to young men? Um, this is what I'd say. Young men, um, do things that are good, in your opinion. Do things that you think are good. Um, okay, wait, never mind. <laughs> if, that's, if that's Big Joel's image of advice, maybe, maybe I understand where he's coming from. 
I don't imagine that I have a better answer for what those things are than you do. You know, you know yourself, but you know, of course you know what those things are. Maybe you think exercising is good. Maybe you think you should pick up a skill. Maybe you think you should. Okay, what Big Joel is suffering from here is like, I'm tr I don't know if there's a specific term for it, but do you ever feel like some lefties have no advice to give on life other than do what makes you happy? Um, well, that's exactly what's happening here, I guess. Um, so a couple of things. First of all, whether you think it's helpful or not, the modern generation, like modern Zoomers, grow up on the internet and they model their lives around the advice of people online. That's not a prescriptive state or statement on my part. That's just what, that's just life. Um, it, whether you think they need it, whether you think it's good, it, it, it's a fact that they do this. Big Joel and possibly myself might be the youngest people who grew up before that was the case. I, I grew up just barely to the point. I, I graduated from high school in 2011. By then, YouTube was already fully rolling along, but I feel like when I was a teenager, when I was 13, 14, it was the absolute beginning of YouTube. Like, I remember the, the big YouTube video, the big first one was that, like, uh, different dance styles one of the guy there's like 20 classic songs that play and he dances differently to all of them YouTube didn't really have like cults of personality back then the history of dance I was at the very beginning of, of that so I grew up taking my personality beats mostly from the people around me and sometimes from movies and tv shows that I enjoyed uh, people like to model themselves off media they consume because it's a good way of getting outside the bubble of family and friends to see what broader society expects of you and what you could be, what the outer limits of human behavior are. But nowadays, the internet is all-consuming. It is everywhere. Uh, and, and that is where they get their advice from. Uh, it, it, there's no sense in arguing with this. Big Joel, in my personal opinion, I think the advice you're giving is, is kind of awful because it's not a wonder that you think all the good advice has already been given if that's what you're framing. You, I think giving, giving good advice requires, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this because again, I really respect Joel. Give an example of good advice right now. Well, I did earlier with like, uh, the guys, um, like trying to find like cheap local things to go to. I'm trying to think of like a really good, okay. Giving really good advice requires making assumptions that progressives might not like to make. Assumptions, apart from being able to make an ass out of you and me, um, are important in this case because the stuff people need advice on is usually kind of specific. So here's some advice that you could give men when it comes to dating that is like ubiquitous, okay? that you would have to make no assumptions for, that you could make safely with no risk whatsoever of implying anything about how people behave, okay? Be nice to women. Great. I think most guys have probably heard that one before. But you can, you can try for something a little bit more pointed if you're willing to take a risk and make a couple of assumptions, if you're a guy and you're interested in women, crazy, I know, in this modern, woke-a-day world, uh, 
here's something that you have to keep in mind, okay? Women are inundated with a deluge of propositions from men. They get them all the time. And uh, oftentimes they're pretty low quality propositions. Uh, you know, if they're on social media, Tinder, even in person, they get this a lot. And the reason for this is because many times women are the gatekeeper of sex and relationships. That's a statement leftists don't like. I'm not sure why, because it's objectively true in almost every culture on earth. But yeah, how so? Usually it is the, the woman's interest that will have to be worked for more so than the guy's. It's not a 100% thing, obviously, but ignoring that fact that that's the case for like a lot of interactions, you know, it's certainly the way young men like perceive things. And it's, and it's reflective of young men's dating experience, by the way, if you're, uh, if you're in high school, the idea that like guys are kind of like latently interested in, in, in people, but, and, and women are the ones you have to impress, to woo, to work for, to court, to charm. That's just how it is. But that's why I think they don't like saying it. Does it speak perhaps a little bit to the problem that this whole thing revolves around? That something might be true, but leftists don't like saying it because it makes them uncomfortable? You can talk about this in a completely straightforward and like sociologically valid way. You can talk about it in an intersectional fashion. There's plenty of good feminist literature on the dynamic with dating and courtship. So why can't we just talk about it? Why, why can't we just say like, yeah, generally men are the ones expected to approach and like here's some basic stuff on how to talk without coming across as creepy. Leftists will only say, yeah, don't be creepy when talking to women. But I'm willing to say, how not to be creepy. And I say this as someone with plenty of experience in bombing while talking to women. That's how you know this shit's fresh, right off the dome. Like the stuff that I've said about um, when you're having a conversation with somebody uh, at a party, in any kind of social situation, make sure to occasionally ask questions of them or to prompt responses so they can tell you implicitly how they feel about the convo you're having. That way, you can know whether they're interested in talking to you without having to directly ask them like some kind of weirdo. You know what I mean? You can be at a party and be talking about, oh, and by the way, if you're talking to new people, feel free to talk about your interests. Be interesting. Talk about what you care about. Don't be boring. I'm sure you all care about cool stuff. Be a little autistic. Girls love autists. And prompt a couple of responses, and if they seem interested, you can keep it going. But if they're giving you kind of short, jilted replies, you can just say, oh, that's been fun talking to you. Hey, have a wonderful day. And you can head on and go get a drink. What I just said right there, I feel like that's so fine. Is that, did I just say something problematic? I mean, I guess I made an autism joke. I'm autistic, so I think I have the right to. I feel like what I just said is, is, is really, like, not in any way a problem. For, for like leftism, but then why do people chafe at that kind of advice? You know, we need real advice here. We need like an actual empathetic willingness to insert ourselves into people's like perceived experiences and work out, well, how can we help these people? Thank you, Merrick, I agree. And you know what really bothers me is that we do this with young women. On the left, with young women, 
go online, you will find an infinite patience on the part of the online left for examining and giving advice to situations young women may find themselves in when it comes to the behavior of young men. Huh? Hey, is this guy being creepy? Hey, is this guy being weird, expectant? Um, hey, how do I deal with this? Social expectations here. I see an infinite patience for going, okay, let's really talk about this issue. Let's actually like set aside the like boilerplate easy responses, take a moment and like actually listen to what's going on here. And I don't see that for guys. <laughs> like I really, really don't. And that sucks. That's the advice I'm talking about. Not like do good things, right? It is, Berman. That's true. In a day-to-day, moment-to-moment bit, when we're talking about life and death stuff, it's true that sometimes this stuff hits harder for femmes, but that willingness to listen to them goes way beyond just life or death. It can go down to social convenience. It can go down to happiness. Scott, how many times have you guys seen threads on leftist social media spaces that were entirely about changes women made to their dating life that made them happy? even if it was minor, even if it was like a little petty. That doesn't mean it's bad. I've seen threads get hundreds of thousands of likes when it was just, I did this thing and now I'm happier in my relationships. And left-leaning people work with that because it feels like a personal affirmation of broader progressive values. I never see this happen with men. I see it happen broadly, like in normie spaces, not in left spaces, because there's kind of a taboo on the left with like, yeah, I think I've made my point. Let's finish the video. Leave the house more. What you gotta do really is um, do those things. Uh, that is an extremely, extremely difficult task. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's something that I struggle with every day, obviously. It's a fundamental- It's because you can't state what primarily drives most women in mate choice. Mate choice? Pontus F, there is no amount of grass in the world that would be enough for you. Mating choice? Listen, men and women, everyone, non-binary, gender, I don't know, everyone is looking for the exact same set of basic things in another person. They just weigh their priorities differently based on individual preference, okay? You all want nice, funny, hot, Juicy pussy, rich, maybe some other stuff, kablamo. You all want that shit, every single one of you. Do any of you have a hot, nice, funny girlfriend who's poor? And you're thinking, I love the fact that my girlfriend's poor. I would hate it if she had a bunch of money that I could use to better my life. No, you all want those things, okay? Everyone's ah, women select for their dating preferences by... You ever notice how one of the principal, like, conceits of black pill incel theory is self-contradictory? Why is it that women apparently select their partners based on, like, wealth and the ability to provide a safe home for children, but also women are biologically driven to hop on 58 cocks a day while on the, while on the dating grind? They do this thing where it's like, ah, well, it's 58 cocks a day up until they hit 32 in six days. And then after that, they do the, oh, it, it, it's, it, but it varies sometimes like arbitrarily. It, it's, it's like, oh, actually from the get-go, they only cared about wealth. 
So wouldn't that mean that like the 20 something girls wouldn't be gold diggers because they're looking for fat dick and not for, it doesn't make any sense. It makes, it makes, no, it doesn't make any sense at all. Who am I even responding to in chat? Read the rest of what I said. Women want men who are attractive, have money and who are kind. No, people want people who are attractive, have money and kind. Are you suggesting that men don't want women who are attractive, kind and have money? The, the problem, this like essentialist divide between what they're looking for. You, so women want men who are attractive, have money and kind. I don't disagree, but it's not just women. Everyone wants that. That's totally ubiquitous. Those are just generally useful things. Mental part of being a human, of being alive, is struggling against your own will. Um, not doing things that are good can feel comfortable and easy, and doing things that challenge you um, can be really quite unpleasant. But you should try to do them anyway. Uh, See, this is what I mean about the left's only advice being you should engage in self-critique and better yourself, which is very useless unless you give the incentives and the specifics on how to better yourself. Nobody ever got fit because they were told they should better themselves. They got fit because they were given like a, a like a like a, a regimented like diet and workout routine or whatever. Or certainly that's more effective. Yeah, it's a platitude. I don't want people to people aren't going to sign up with the left because the left rewards them with salient advice like we can do better. People know they can do better. They need more than that. We need to be brave enough to actually take strong positions on what it is, what's worth doing. And self-betterment should be about like making the person feel better themselves. We're not going to get any work done here telling people they should better themselves for the sake of other people. Because like, holy shit, as an entry point to an ideology, like, hey, why should I join the left? Ah, well, you can suffer for others' sake. Oh, you're great. Fantastic. I can't wait for us to reach 10 billion members. Because you know that they're good. Maybe some of you listening to that advice thought, yeah, you know, that is really helpful, and I did need to hear that today. Uh, and I believe that's totally fine. Um, but at the same time, hearing me say that is not going to change your life. Because you already know that good things are good and bad things bad. The, to me, this just portrays a fundamental misunderstanding of the kinds of advice offered online and the ways in which they're delivered. And without knowing you, there's really not much more that I, that anyone, uh, can really tell you. Strong disagree. Like, massive disagree. I've gotten so many people emailing me or messaging me in chat saying like, Oh, thanks for your advice on this. I have a girlfriend now. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it's, it is not, that's not the case. Also, why, why would, why would we believe that specific advice can't be offered unless you personally know somebody? I don't, I don't know if I buy that. Why, why not? Like, you can give specific workout advice without knowing somebody personally. You, you can do lots of stuff without knowing somebody personally. Hey, just one small note I wanted to say. Uh -huh. uh, this video is not my way of saying that all advice on the internet is bad and that the people who are giving it are all grifting you and that there's no place for I am grifting you. Give me money. I don't believe that. I just think it's an extremely small part of a network with things that are vastly, vastly more important than it. The amount of impact that some guy on the internet uh, will have on your life when they give you advice on how to get motivated or whatever is, I think, you know, fairly small in the grand... No, no, no. Joel, you don't understand. It's not small. There are millions of young men in America alone who orient their entire lives around that. 
don't this this is a huge thing it, it's the it's not just huge it's the biggest thing the main thing that leads people down the political road they take yeah what about jordan peterson jordan peterson became one of the most influential conservative pundits in history off of self-help advice andrew tate is currently one of the most well-known and influential conservative once he gets out of romanian jail uh pundits off of Self-help advice. Obviously, they don't exclusively talk about self-help. They talk a lot about, I don't know, Jews. <laughs> they they go down a lot of roads, but self-help is the framing device that allows them to inject these ideological predispositions into the people listening. It's critical. You know? It's very important. Again, I love Joel. This might just be, like, the areas we're in, you know? I just... I, I feel like so often other people on the left don't know what's going on out there. With this, I'm including Big Joel. Like, you guys haven't been in the trenches, okay? I'm a goddamn war vet, all right? I, I, I've seen... I've seen what you can't even fathom. I, I know what's going on out there. The nature of the right. I feel like there's this bubble with lefty content creators sometimes where it's like... You know, like, like, politics is just, like, intellectual engagement. That This is the biggest myth of the left that I want to pop. That politics and political content are some kind of expression of intellectual engagement that you have to choose to work within. As opposed to it being, like, 98% of the time, some kind of pit in your gut that gets yanked around uh, by emotional impulses. We need to be able to work with that. Right? Like, I'm not saying we should devolve everything into some kind of, like, base, monkey-moded, you know, unintellectual analysis. But we should be we should be aware of what's driving other people and try to respond to it. We have to find ways to get these people where they're at, you know? Otherwise, what's the point? And scheme of things, and that's my point. Okay. And I think that is really what interests me about this tweet. Why I wanted to talk about it tonight. You know, it can be really... Wait, sorry. I looked at YouTube chat. Vosh, you haven't done anything besides flaunt the money your community donates to charity. Please sit. Ha! Huh. They didn't even donate it to charity. Those were all shell third-party overseas corps that funneled the money back into me. Yeah. So that didn't even happen. Really? Yes. No! Yes. Really, really easy to think that the problem with society, the problem with people, is that the right words are not being said to them, and that if we simply edited those words in the right way and came out with the right guy who said the right things, then everything would be okay. It's Wait, yes. People are moved to fascism because the wrong things are being said to them. If we could alter every word being said to everyone, there would be zero fascists on Earth. If we had total omniscient control over all the messaging ever, then yes, that would be that. The, what is this essentialism? Yeah, no, we, we, what, what else is there? The fascism tumor in the brain that we work against? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's very important that the right things be said. It's convenient and fun to believe that. What he just said is an argument against the concept of education. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, because words are cheap as f anybody can say any of them. And if we did crack that particular nut, if we did come out with the right words, um, great. 
problem solved. You know, no more issues. I don't have any kind of problem with treating men compassionately. I hope that I do treat the men in my audience compassionately, whatever that means. Um, but it's just not enough. What? What? As all we can do is affect how we communicate with others, should we not attempt to maximize? The effectiveness of that. I don't I don't know what this means. Okay, I'm okay. Yeah, I'll 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 say it. Big Joel is doing the same thing the rest of them do. No argument, but he has an innate discomfort with the subject. I don't know what else to say. It's like ah, I agree with the premise, but what's the point of saying gooder words to people? It's not what. It, it, the issue is like the, the video doesn't really contain an argument against the premise of the tweet. It affirms the value of the tweet, but then expresses in so many words an innate discomfort with it. Because I think Big Joel being, I say this with respect, a bit of an internet soft boy, is, is probably fully in on the like lefty disposition against taking these issues seriously. He is. Oh, come on. Soft boy's hardly an insult, but he is. I don't know. It's it's really weird. Oh, if you're watching this and you're a guy, give me lots of money because only I care about you on the left. The rest of these sellouts, they're going to take you for what you're, uh, take you for everything you got and run off. Um, uh, only I uh, uh, actually care. And you can show your appreciation by giving me more money than you can afford. All right. End the segment. Top V. Top V. Yeah, join my join my um my uh, my male hero academy. Okay, we'll teach you how to do backflips and shoot guns for only one hundred thousand dollars a week, uh, and it's all online courses. Top V. Um, and the segment, and the segment. Join my mug club. Join my sub sub to the channel. Sub subscribe. Thank you. Cut cut it. Cut.